I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Obviously, the fans were tremendous tonight. About the same amount of people, but they were in the game from the beginning. And they made a difference in the game, a huge difference. So... You know, that's a big factor. Be a good team. Team's hard matchups. There are a lot of things in college basketball. Uh, we don't match up well with this particular team because they have so many passers, so many good shooters that no matter where you go, they're going to get some looks. I thought overall, we, we really didn't defend the three-point line too bad. I just thought overall we played really, really well, and uh, we've still got a lot of work to do. We're fortunate that when we come back, we get a couple practice days, game, and then we'll have five, five or six practice days before we start back into the conference. So we need all that time. We need to get these guys better. You know, Joe's 6-1, 8-0 eight eight from Rick, 4-1, Buddy's 4-1, 22-4 assist to turnovers. That's unheard of. I don't think anybody does that. I don't think we've ever had 22 assists in four turnovers. I, I guarantee it. Ever. As far as how I coach, I've been coaching this way for a long time. Obviously, uh, we're not going to change that. Um, we do try to adjust from game to game, offensively and defensively. And... Uh, we went from a direct opposite playing all inside defense to a completely opposite game in two days. We're not a great team. We have to fight, claw for everything we get, and uh, that's what they're doing. Very, very proud of the way they're playing. They're playing, as, as I think right now, as well as we can play, and yet I think we can hopefully still get better. Have a good Christmas. Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. And there it is. There it is. The Christmas open. Ah, oh, it's so festive. It makes me feel so good. I love it. <laughs> Joe hates it. Joe's a Grinch. That's fine. Tis the season. Tis I'm getting better. Oh, you are getting better, Joe, because you didn't 
flipped me off during that. So that's a plus. That's I was definitely actually, a plus. I was actually moving with, with the music. I saw the head bob. I saw it going. <laughs> so <laughs> I can appreciate that because Joe hates Christmas. In fact, that's Joe- not that. <laughs> hey, rate, review, and sub- subscribe, whatever platform you listen on. We appreciate all of you who have already done so. So the Orange Battle, a barrage of 17 made threes by North Florida to hold on to an 82-70 to 70 win in the Dome. And we'll go over that game. And we will also talk about Niagara. Greg Paulus comes back to the Dome with his Niagara Purple Eagles, which is the most ridiculous. Don't go there. The most ridiculous <laughs> name for a basketball team I have ever heard in my life, Saturday, December 28th at 7 o'clock, we'll let you know what we think about that. So, um, all is well, right, Joe? And uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we have a week off. We have a week off. So, we are going to give you the, the post-game, pre-game. And also, um, I think, you know, that way there we can obviously... Um, stick something in during the holiday break from basketball. And yes. we're going to try to stick in some football stuff. But before we get into all this, all the fun stuff here, um, I'm going to tell you about Blue Chew. They sponsor the show. We appreciate them. So listen up. If you want to increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the shipping. Everything else is free after that. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR. Try it for free after the $5 shipping. BlueChew is better, cheaper, faster, and we thank them for sponsoring this show and Armchair Media. Remember, they promise no guaranteed results, and they do not say anywhere that they cure disease. So, Joe. Wait, hold yes, on. sir. Hold on. All right. All right. So, you know. Um, well, we'll get into it. Let's just do it. Uh, Syracuse remains undefeated against the Ospreys. Okay, two and zero. North Florida was was one made three shy of tying a record of eighteen made threes by an opponent against Syracuse. That was set by Virginia last year, um, and we in a game. You know, we'd all like to forget. I think it, was, it was an awful game. It was in the dome. Uh, yeah, thanks did, for bringing it up. <laughs> sorry, uh, they did set a record for threes attempted though with forty-seven, which is insane. That's an insane amount of shots from behind the arc. Just I thought it was forty-six. Either way, it's still a record. 
Yeah, I think it's 47. That's what I saw. Uh, just nine of those 55 shots taken by North Florida were inside the arc. Dolajai, uh, he has now scored at least 10 points in five of the last six games. And, um, I mean, that's pretty good. He's coming up, and we need him to do that, and we'll talk about Quincy here in a second. He finished with 17 in his 34 minutes of play before following out. He also went 7-for-7 seven seven from the free-throw line. Quincy, uh, he played probably his best 16 minutes in an orange uniform in his young career. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 4 offensive, and 1 block. But mm-hmm. more than that, he was physical down low, and that's exactly what we're looking for. That's the key. And it's only a matter of time, I think, before it just clicks with him, and that's going to be huge for this young team. Hopefully, we can um, we can capitalize on this game going forward, and we'll see. The Orange um, assist game was impressive, again, as they've been doing all year. Assists on 22 of 27 buckets and tied for turnovers with a low of four. So, I mean, like you, you heard Coach in the montage. Pretty phenomenal, yeah. no matter who it is. So, um, for the first time in three years, Syracuse had five players in double-digit scoring. Buddy and Joe both went four for ten from distance. Gerard finished with 14 points. Buddy with 16 and Hughes with 18. And Coach made a comparison. I didn't put it in the montage, but he did make a comparison with Hughes uh, in his play so far this season. So, per SU Athletics, Hughes is the only major conference player in the country with at least 200 points, 40 rebounds, 40 assists, 10 blocks, and 10 steals. This this is amazing. The the uh, the only other two players to have reached this in Division One um, were uh, Markel Fultz uh, from Washington and Dwayne Wade from Marquette at their yeah. time playing college ball. So, Joe, unfortunately, that's a crazy stat. That's a crazy stat, right? And it's weird. I mean, these things just pop it's up. Even it's look amazing. at, yeah. I know, and it's like you didn't even th- you knew you knew Hughes was on his game. He's been on his game all year, but you don't you don't equate that with that those kind of numbers. You know, you just figure right. scoring a lot, but he's forty assists. I mean, he's facilitating. He's scoring. He's doing everything. Ten blocks. Yeah. Ten steals. So well, they need him to. Yeah, absolutely, and he's been coming up big. And, you know, it's sad, you know, look, he's raising his NBA market value, okay? There's no doubt about it. Now, (laughs) it just sucks that it could be, you know, in a down year for Syracuse. Well, it's not a total down year yet, but you know what I'm saying, Joe? You know, yeah, definitely definitely understand where you're going with that, but at the end of the day, it's – there's still a lot of season left, man. You you really yeah, can't. Absolutely. absolutely. So, I mean, as I far as this game. That. I pumped the brakes. Yeah. As far as this game and uh, how we talked about the last uh, episode and how we thought it was going to go, it kind of went exactly uh, the way we were we were thinking. And teams, they know who our, who our strong guys are as far as offensively and the shooters and everything. So, Dolge is going to have to do that. Um and I hope that he can get the confidence to be. I mean, you saw a couple times he got it in the middle. There was no one around him, and he still he didn't even look at the basket. And you had fans like starting to make noise, and he had to turn around and make a play or something. Like he needs to be able to to be confident enough to know that we're gonna have to rely on him just to score there. So um, it was it was good to see, and I'm glad that our big guys they stepped up and and uh, 
did what they had to do so that we could get that win because, oh, man, how nervous were you during that game? Like North Florida just kept hitting, and we knew they were going to do it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, we, knew we knew exactly it. what it was, right? And yeah. we almost saw a role reversal, right? Because we're usually the team that's shooting the threes and not getting the fouls and not getting the free throws. And now you see a team that's, I mean, you talk about relying on threes. That's a team that is going to, they didn't even shoot 10 twos. No, they didn't. So, well, and here's the, and that's why, Joe. That's why we were able to get inside, and that's also why, um, um, you know, that you can hit seventeen three, that they could hit seventeen threes, and we could still win the game. I mean, they were right. they were one dimensional essentially. So, I mean, they were yeah, they, no, the, but they were good with it. Oh, they, they were absolutely, I mean, they absolutely, pen- absolutely. They penetrated the zone just to get kickouts. Right. Uh, they, I mean, right. they were not going in. They were not driving to score. They were driving to open up lanes to get people to get sucked in toward the basket to kick people uh, uh, to kick uh, out passes for uh, shooters. And like like we saw, it worked uh, on defense. You saw that they came out with a zone and we kind of struggled with it a little bit. Like I talked about, you know, Merrick with trying to turn and get those, you know, those plays and make those offensive plays once they started coming out but uh you know when we weren't hitting three the three pointers then it was looking pretty bad but when we started shooting then we got him out of the zone because mark started making plays and we were hitting our threes they went man to man and that's when we started to see you know elijah hughes and some of the other guys take their man to the hole get to the free throw line stuff like that so uh that was kind of you know we needed to we needed to be smart and we needed to know what our strengths are versus what their strengths and weaknesses are and um, play the game that we did, and they kind of ran it to perfection. Especially like you said, the, I mean, the amount of assists to turnovers that they had and stuff like that. Um, they've yeah, been doing, and just, they've been doing that. I mean, the turnovers have been around ten, eight to ten, something like that. Yeah, they've been. Yeah, but and that's how we. That's how we need to be, right? I right. Mean, we talked. We talked about the other things, and obviously, other than individual players getting better. Uh, there is going to be a point where it's we have what we have, but I still think that there's still people. We talked about Quincy and being able to turn the corner, and you know he showed glimpses of that with this game, and I hope that the confidence shoots up and he can do it again uh, come against Niagara, and maybe he can get that going toward ACC play because that's really going to be – I mean, you saw it. Uh, he had seven rebounds in 16 minutes. The leading rebounder that we had on the team was Sidibe with eight in 22 minutes. So – uh, that's the guy that's when we talk about being able to neutralize some offensive rebounds and, and, and the rebounding margin and try to get some strength and some energy in there for some plays, some alley-oops, dunks, stuff like that. Um, he's going to need to be able to do that, man. So, uh, and he did. So overall, obviously it's a, it's a lesser opponent than ACC play, but, uh, it's nice to see that they can use their strengths and, and use and, and follow a game plan, even, even against a team that they should beat pretty handily uh, to ensure that they, they actually get the W and, and do what they're supposed to do. So um, that was kind of what was exciting for me. So, yeah. And I mean, you know, you want to talk about, Oh, well it's, it's North Florida. I mean, blah, blah, blah. We've only played them twice and this and that and this and that. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to, if we see them in it's well, not us, but if we don't see them make the field. Of the the turn the the tournament yeah yeah no. so I mean I wouldn't want to be a two it, seed facing them would you no absolutely not I mean it was <laughs> at one time we were down thirty eight to what was it thirty eight to thirty three or something like that and and they got some guys that can pull the trigger fast and a couple of those guys oh yeah and we were and our Henderson defense and some is, of those other yeah. guys they're six seven they can shoot over guys so yeah and our defense was is you know I think the defense this defense this year is subpar to what it's been. 
Uh, we're and, and thankfully we make up for some of that with the sh- with our shooting ability. Right. Right. And, and you know, if we could get those things, if we could get the defense to click, this team. And and, the, and that's that's the heart of this team is defense. But this team will be. I mean. If they get yeah. the defense to click, this team will be dangerous. And it's right. like Coach said, 20 games. I mean, he's talking about 15 to 20 games. We're approaching number 13 here uh, in a week where they're going to get – they're going to have some time off, but they're going to have a couple practice games. They're going to play a game, and then they're going to – I think they get a whole other week of practice because we got New Year's. So, I mean, yep. they're starting to hit this stride just right. If I would have told you that they that, that North Florida hit 17 threes, your butt would pucker. You know, if you didn't know yeah. the outcome no, of the game, right? No, until you told me that they shot 46 or 47 of them, <laughs> right, and we right, still ended up right, shooting a right. better percentage than them, and they only ended yeah. up shooting nine two-point field goals. I mean, realistically, they got they got we baited them into shooting too many threes, and again, that's what they wanted to do. But if we would play that game over again, I would be willing to bet that we beat them but, by 20 plus. Yeah, but just they because hit, we right, would know that yeah. they are not trying to shoot twos. They did I mean, they, close to their average, though. Their average is 40, I think, as a team. They were 37. So, I mean, <sighs> not terrible, but I mean, th- 37. No, it wasn't terrible, but at the end, I mean, I mean now that you've seen, now that you've seen that once, though, as a t- as a team out there playing. You'd have had guys not not getting sucked into those guys driving and trying to. They would have forced them to shoot two point field goals because they really weren't trying to. So we would have been able. To, we'd be able to pa- play the passing lanes a little bit better. And if we were to play that team again, it would well, be a completely different game. But oh, that's totally. really I mean, the element of surprise when you know. Yeah, and that's what I mean by they were just one dimensional. I mean that's why they were able to hit that many and we still won because they didn't do anything down low. Right. And and you know not for anything. Um. The rebounds are pretty fair, actually. Too, they're almost they're, oh, yeah. they're identical on offense, and they they got two more than us on defense. So, which is well, normal. they had the That's edge normal. early, and then I think with Garrier coming in, I think that changed a little bit. So, now I know it's North Florida. I mean, when we talk about these games, you got to preface it with I know it's North Florida because I don't. I'm not trying to hype it up right. any more than I need to. But Garrier, I mean, obviously, kind of. Um, his best game. Would you say it's his best game? I think it's his best game so far this year. I mean, in 16 minutes, yeah. right? 16 minutes, he did really good. Yep. So, I mean, you got Sidibe down there who, uh, if he's not grabbing rebounds, he's not doing anything. He gets two fou- He gets two fouls in a- less than two minutes, or just over two minutes, one or the other. I mean, it's like, you know, if he's not getting, you know, we need, we need Gary A to come in and fill this gap because um, pretty soon... Uh, getting into conference play, he we're gonna see those minutes build. I feel like because Sidibe's struggling now. I, I just don't see him doing much better. And I know it's all it's about the matchup too. But um, no, yeah. well, I mean, let's put it this way, right? Last year, uh huh, there was times when what Chuku got in foul trouble, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like almost every you game, had, right? Well, yeah, right, exactly. And you had options. And most right. of the time, when it was close games or you needed to get the W or something, who did Beheim put his center? Dolzhai. Exactly. So right now in this situation, if he goes to center, it's a better option. It's a better. Well, if you have Elijah on one side, who do you put in on the other side? If you have Elijah on one side, you put I'd, it, it, and you put Dolzhai in the center. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or you, or, right. And that's why we need him to do that because realistically, that's a that's a lineup that he's going to want to play. That's a good lineup um, because, of course, that's a good lineup. Gary A can play inside too. 
Right. I mean, he just needs to not be so timid. Right. I mean, he's and I would like to, be more to get physical. to a point to where Jesse Edwards or Sadibi could play against some big guys so that you could maybe move Elijah Hughes up to the front of the two three as like the two guard and have Gerard in there or something like that. So and, and coach um, touched on like Jesse to too. Plus, what's that? Coach touched on Jesse, which Jesse would have got minutes, but he didn't get any because and he only played seven guys. And here's another thing, real quick. He didn't play Jesse because well, exactly. He didn't play Jesse because of the game plan, and that was to get out in the corners. And, and that's so, why you saw Braswell out there. Yeah, Otherwise, you, you would have saw Jesse exactly. Edwards. He right. got the minutes that Jesse right. Edwards would have normally right. gotten. And uh, that might change from game to game based upon, you know, yeah, the matchup. Absolutely. And we we needed... have the versatility for it. So, right. and here's the other thing. Um, you know, we talked a lot about coming into this, this stretch of uh, the last three non-conference games as an opportunity to be able to dive into the bench and pull these guys out and throw them out there, assuming we were going to um, be able to, you know, start to put these games away a little bit earlier, but that hasn't been the case. Right. So we haven't, the coach hasn't been able to actually you know, pull these guys off the bench. I mean, he only played seven guys. I mean, really you look at Braswell, he only played eight minutes. Gary, no, Howard Gary, Washington, he had a, he had an injury, right? So yeah, and that's yeah, another, injured, yeah. that's another monkey wrench in the whole thing because, you have Kerry who's hurt, and now you have Howard Washington who doesn't really know what's going on with his knee. So um, yeah, it looks it's a like... reoccurring injury, and you got you got the big three all played forty minutes: Hughes, Beham, and Gerard. So no, get used to it. I mean, we've been used to that for the past couple of years anyway, right? So yeah, yep. But I'd say that there's probably a good chance we're going to see Gadine come in get some minutes against Niagara because with Howard Washington being hurt. It's like next man up. We got to get him experience. So, all right, Joe. Anything left to touch on for the Purple Pelicans or whatever the hell they are? No, I'm the just. Purple. I'm glad. I'm glad that we shot purple. <laughs> no, that's that's. I'm sorry. That's Niagara. I totally forgot yeah. the Ospreys. It's the, it's the Ospreys, man. Like sorry, I said, it's uh, like birds I think all over the place. They're a good place. team. I feel bad for the for their conference, the other teams in their conference, because. They're going to have fun with them. Yeah, they are going um, to. they got some good shooters, man. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, you, we, we all saw it. So when North Florida wins the uh, Atlantic Sun and ends up being a 15 seed playing against that two seed, everyone saw what happened. We know what they can do. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we could shoot it efficiently enough to be able to beat them and stick to the game plan and just instead of going out there and maybe just playing and thinking getting being cocky and, and thinking that you're you're just better than them and you're going to blow them out of the water cuz that would have been a bad bad ending. Right. All right, well, that's time to hear from the fans. But before we hear from the fans as always, uh, we're going to hear from my bookie first. My bookie, longtime sponsor of the show. We thank them for sponsoring the Cuse Militia. And remember if you are familiar with betting online, Go ahead, try my bookie out. Best sports book on the planet. If you are not familiar with it and you don't know what to expect, research it. See if it's right for you. Uh, but I will tell you this. It doesn't matter whether you're an expert or you're a first-time customer. My bookie is going to welcome you to come and play. So quit waiting around. Try it. Sign up today. Got a huge bonus for you. If you got a bunch of questions, that's fine. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is you join now and you can take advantage of this huge offer here. Look, log on to mybookie.ag. Make your first deposit by using the promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. And my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart that bankroll again. That's mybookie.ag. Make your first deposit using the promo code CHAIR. 
They'll double your deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks. Go ahead and do that. Um, use the promo code chair. C H A I R. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. Thank you, my bookie. All right. So, um, it's time for fan feedback, right? Yeah, buddy. Is that the deal? Okay. That's the deal. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know the deal. Just go to the socials at the end of every game. I prompt you to give your thoughts. I ask for them. You give them. We talk about them here so long as they are worth it, I suppose. And it's been slim pickings lately. I'm not going to lie. And it's been slim pickings, I think, because um, mostly because the games, I think. So let's, let's let's start with this one. Now, Brandon on Facebook. Now, I know Brandon is... Um, He's a big Bills fan, and this was after the Bills game. He decided to come on here and blow off some steam, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I, know there's, I know there's a lot of Bills fans that listen to the show, and um, I kind of feel your pain on some of that, on some of those. those it, was a, it was a face mask. I never stopped seeing the end of this face mask call. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, um, you know. Yeah, they didn't make they look. Things they're close. The a lot bi- of people think the Patriots are annoying. The Bills are close. The Bills real are close. Right they had there. two. They had two uh, uh, real close games against them this year. Yes. And again, yes. and and the Bills, they are already guaranteed a wild card. It, so if you're a Bills yeah. fan out there, I mean, I'm going to let you know 100. I'm a Giants fan, and I don't like you, but <laughs> you guys look good this year, and uh, you're in the playoffs. So uh, I'd look, be willing to bet you beat them again if you play them. So we'll see. Josh Allen, if Josh Allen can evolve every year, um, to oh, some yeah. extent. The dude mm-hmm. is a freaking awesome. He's yep. going to be elite. And if he can just see just a little bit more, if he uh, can just, just see bit, the field, yes, yeah, the field yeah, better, yeah. just a little bit more, year, yeah. like you said, uh, then, yeah, I think they're good. Uh, I think their defense is, is stout and been set up. And I think uh, with the running back Singletary and stuff, uh, they get some playmakers as far as receiver goes, and they'll be real, real tough. But, yeah, they got yeah, The defense got is it. there. No. It's like yep. The defense yep. is there. So, I mean, that's what – and we're not uh, trying to puff up Bills fans. I mean, this is just no. This is just too unbiased. <laughs> yeah, totally fans right. Being able to yeah, talk yeah, yeah. To, about a team honestly. I mean, yeah. he's a Raiders fan. I'm a Giants fan. We have no room to talk when it comes to the Bills this year. So, hey, yeah, absolutely not. Next time you play against New England, I hope you get them. Uh, which would be the playoffs. So, I mean, I would love to see or the Bills year, win. Well, one, yeah. well, true, but I would love to see the Bills knock the Patriots out of the playoffs. Like, how big, uh, how huge would that be for? Our 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 Q's Nation fans that are Bills fans, like no, I could I, I could I'm root sure for that. they'd love it. I could oh, root yeah. for that. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, Brandon got on Facebook. He wanted to blow off some steam. He said, "Definitely expected at season's end won't help us in the polls, rankings, or quad one or two games. But if they, fans want to act like this is a big deal, mm-hmm. then sure." Well, Brandon, I would present you this question: What would have happened to if we had lost this game? Because these are the games you have to win. And you can, we can, and this is the thing about when you win these games, and that's what's hard about coming on here, Joe, and talking about them and puffing them up, and which we don't do, by the way. We don't puff these games up. We know what they are. But if you lose them, it's a dramatic 180. So yeah. to, to win them, expected, maybe. 
I don't care who you're playing. If you're six and five and you're not used to being that, then every game's important. Absolutely. So again, I mean, like yeah, again, it Obviously. might have been a situation where he was a little bit perturbed or oh, he was upset about something else. But at the end of the day, uh, you got to be able to take. I mean. We sit there and we, we we hit up silver linings, but we also hit up negatives when we win and stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't 100 percent a clean game, but it was it was really a good one. And uh, the way North Florida shoots, you never know. So, again, when you're six and five, every game's important. Yeah, I mean, you know, Syracuse, they played a pretty good game. It was a pretty good game. It was a clean. It was a clean game. Yeah, they're they're. Defense, you can always shoot better, but it was a clean game. Right, 45 percent from the field. That's okay, but. Um, their defense probably is where I would, if I want to put a negative out there, it'd probably be their defense. Um, you know, they just don't close out good. We talked about that. Um, Andrew on Facebook says, you schedule these games to get W's on the board. Did that. You hope for more dominant performances, though. Joe, we, we always say a W is a W, first of all. Second of all, every team plays these games. Every team, Duke plays these games. North Carolina plays these games. I mean, hello. North Carolina Wolf- just lost to Wofford. Wolford, yeah. Wolford beat North Carolina. I mean, yeah. UVA plays these games. They lost to... Um... No, and well, this is something that we've seen since... Who, uh... who did UVA lose against? Um, oh, my gosh. Who was it? Oh, this Stephen year? Stephen Austin, wasn't it? Was it Stephen Austin or something like that? <laughs> Stephen yes. F. Austin beats Duke. Oh, that was Duke. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's my point. But either, yeah. But either way, like we talked about, I mean, ever since the one and done rule has gone, we've seen these basically basketball get to a point where uh, the mid major teams they're they're getting a little bit better. I mean, there's a trickle down effect. Yeah, and There's better players that that land in these schools, and they they basically all are four year players. So when you get a senior laden, a very experienced team with a couple, you know hidden guys that are really good young guys, then these teams can really, really compete. So, um, and when I say what I would say to that comment is, uh, uh, with Oakland and with North Florida, when it came to Vegas, I think both games opened up to us being around 14 point, uh, favorites. And I don't know if it went down or up a little bit, but, um, I don't know if we covered, we lost both games by twelve, right? Or we won both games by twelve. We won so. both by twelve. And by the way, we have not we have not won or lost any game in single digits so far this year. That's a that's yeah. crazy. We're we're twelve games in, and we haven't won or lost a game by single digits. Third, yeah, twelve games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been a single digit game, right? Yep. Yeah. No, there has not. <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's and I'm going to be willing to bet that that's probably going to go to another game. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get... <laughs> but at least one more, with... we're hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, I don't have the whole handle here at Orange something, but Lynn on Facebook, Braswell, Garrier, and Edwards need more playing time with Buddy and Sadibi getting more bench. Goodine over Buddy. But it wouldn't happen. No hope with Buddy. Godine over Buddy is that's the dumbest take I've heard so far this year. Yeah, I don't really I, 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 look. I, I can I, I understand. Mean, I, I get your frustration with Buddy, though, right, Joe? Can we uh, a little bit? But that's that's a that's a after a win too. 
when he scored what sixteen points? Yeah, six, <laughs> sixteen points. He had he had six rebounds, uh, two steals. I mean, and only one turnover. That's pretty good. I mean, I could understand if the guy wasn't doing anything, but for people to just claim that it's just like nepotism and it's just like. And want to bang on Buddy just because what he's not as athletic as Gadine, like he's uh, a better he, player. He's a better. I mean, player what did right you? Now. I mean, what what happened? What happened between last year and this year to where? I mean, remember last year? Oh, everybody loved Everyone Buddy. Loved last Buddy. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Early it was kind of, and then he came through in the ACC. He was hitting shots. Coming and, off the bench, yeah, making yeah. big plays, right? I mean, everyone. And in the NCAA loved, loved tournament, him. he did good. Now yeah. all of a sudden, it's his second year. He's a starter. He's got the green light, and now there's a whole bunch of haters. I mean, he gets why he's well. I'll tell you why, and and just to pay, play your role as devil, well, devil's advocate, because you know why sometimes he starts really slow. He throws up shots. Sometimes they're awful. But you know what? He goes he goes zero points in the game against whoever the hell it was. I don't even remember. Who the hell was it? And then he scores 25 points in the second half. I mean, so... It was Oakland, right? Was it Oakland? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. And I'm good with 25 points total. I don't care when they're scored, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess I guess the main thing is, is that he's... For me, honestly, he's taking care of the ball. Gerard, that was one thing that, that I liked about Gerard coming in before I even know really who he was, was that he's a good ball handler. Th- those things are huge. Yeah. Those, those things are huge, so... Anyway. Yeah, well, and when you look at it, you show me somebody who is proven to take his time. Yeah, not Gary A. Or not um, Goodine, I'm sorry. No. Not Goodine, I can tell you that. No. And I'll tell you what, all those guys have had enough minutes to prove it. Yeah, there's a reason, by the way, Throughout, that through Washington— Italy, Italy preseason, all this, all the practices, all these non-conference or the non-conference games, Goodine, he's seen plenty of all his players. So yeah, yeah, I would trust the coach in understanding that if they're not playing and other people are playing more than them, there's a reason because of that. And there's a reason also that Washington's getting more burned. He's getting burned over Gadine, by the way, when he's healthy. Right. So uh, at Mr. Wedgehead, five players in double figures, one turnover for Gerard, six assists, four turnovers for the team. Love every bit of that. Who would have thought defense would be the issue with the Syracuse team? We didn't run them off their spots and close quick enough in rotations. Yeah, I mean, oh, we we kind of hit on that a little bit. So, well, we did, but we also, I mean, like we like I talked about, when you have guys out there that are six seven, and a couple of those guys they get rid of the ball real quick. Like I said, Hendrickson and uh, JTX Escobar, they get the ball out quick. So, and there was times when we were right there. And they still just drained them. I mean, the, the guys are shooting forty percent for the season. They're through thirteen games of the season. They're shooting forty percent. It's not a fluke. And usually, teams like North Florida play their toughest competition early in the season. So right. imagine what they're going to do to their conference. So I, I, I don't know. Well, you got to look at some of these guys getting into the in, getting into the tournament at the end of the year, and it's still early, so we don't really know what's going to happen. But we've played some good teams this this early schedule. These first thirteen games, because yep. I'm not going to say just the non conference because of the two conference games, but these for, first thirteen games have probably been the toughest first thirteen games that I remember seeing in a long time. Think about the trip to New York. Penn State's going to be somebody. They're they're a good team, yep. so so you know I mean even OSU is pretty decent. So 
Um, it's been a challenge, and it's been a challenge with a young team. We're talking about what nine sophomores and freshmen on this team, and yep. you're just you're just still trying to find kind of find your identity. Well, we know their identity, but they're just honing in their skills, and they've got to work on a little bit of defense. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> at at uh, uh, well, let's do this one at Tony Staffieri on Twitter. Enjoy Elijah now because this is it. His draft stock is peaking, and he's about to get paid. <laughs> uh, we touched on it a little bit. It's absolutely yeah. that I I buy buy absolutely. Um, there's no doubt about that. This kid is yeah. a star. So um, and uh, just to uh, throw up there, kind of and I usually don't want to go backwards, but from what you were saying, as far as the teams that we've played and we've lost to, based upon the net rankings that have just recently came out last Monday. There's only five ACC teams that are uh, ranked higher than the worst loss that we've had. So really, yeah. So again, um, it's not like we're playing a Scrubs. normal ACC. I think the ACC is down a little bit, so I think that does help us. Plus, like we yeah, hit on so many times, like you said, with the schedule, um, there's no reason for for people to give up on this team yet, for sure. So yeah, at let's see. Caught it underscore Jeff. The passing is getting better and better. Creating shots with Dolan Hughes attacking the rim. Brissett Jr. is getting more aggressive. Uh, Brissett Jr. I'm assuming yeah. that's Gary A. Gary A. So yeah, the pet dude. The passing has been awesome this year. I mean, it's been right. freaking awesome. We, yep. I remember you can go back to episodes last year, and I'll, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, <laughs> but you can go back to episodes last year where we talked about. Holy cow, we had 10 assists this game. That's awesome. Well, yeah. we're getting in the 20s now all the time. Yeah. yeah. Right? And how we're talking about just one-on-one ball, all that yes. stuff. Right? Yes. Yeah. Tyus right. Battle yeah. versus... No, Jeff, Jeff yeah. you hit it right on the head, buddy. Yeah, Right absolutely. on the head. It's uh, like this team, they might be younger, but just to be able to see the way they move the ball around on offense, it's not just waiting for the clock to die down one-on-one. Um, definitely a more exciting team. In, you know, for maybe maybe not maybe not a better team than last year at this moment right now, but to have I think it's more nine, talent between your freshmen and sophomores. You have nine of them that make your whole team, and you you see people get better. And again, Garrier, I think we do like again. We've talked about it. Um, I, I we can't count on Sidibe to kind of step up and be that person that's going to maybe push this team into tournament talk. Uh, it's going to be Garrier. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Brissett Jr. Percent journey. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. What was I gonna say? Oh, getting the ball inside to Dolzhai. I mean, he's not always gonna have these opportunities like he had last game. Obviously. Um. Plus, when watching the tape, they're gonna know that he can do it. But what a freaking! How much finesse does he have in there? Like he's really good in there. He's got the floater yeah. shot down, man. He's got these little, little finger roll he had. Si- yes, oh, yeah, these I little mean, six, to, six to eight foot floaters and all this. Like he had one finish that was real good. I mean, yeah, I mean he can score all really over. It's really good, place, man. man. It's really good, and he's only a freaking sophomore. He's not a. He's not, he's a four year player. He's not a sophomore. He's not. What is he a junior? It's redshirt junior. Yeah. Oh, he's a redshirt junior. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, he has one more year. Yeah, one more year. Okay. All right, well. If he chose if he chooses. Oh, trust me, he'll be here. So, anyway. Oh, okay, I'll trust you. <laughs> At Orange Faithful, 
uh, puzzled as to why Gary A spent so much time on the bench. Well, I mean, looking back at it, you wonder why, but Dolajai was so hot. I mean, they put him in, it was like five minutes or almost like 545, almost six minutes left when he fouled out and they brought, they brought Gary A in and, and he did his thing. That was, you know, you, you talk about he got 16 minutes. That was almost six of them. So right. uh, at the end of the day, when you look at it, yeah, it's easy to sit back and be like, man, it should have should have got him some more burn. I mean, DB, what, what did he get? What did he get? Uh, 22 minutes? He could have yeah. probably been knocked down to maybe 12. I mean, well, I mean like, that's just me. I mean, again, going into the going into the game and Eight rebounds, past- bro. Four points. I know. One of them was a one of them was a put bad dunk. I was very happy, but I also did see him put the ball on the ground and get you know denied. So I mean, I know he doesn't need just like Chuku. It's like Chuku two point oh. You you don't he he doesn't need to be putting the ball on the ground. Like that's not his game. Like just go up. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And then he's trying to float stuff in like he's Dolajai and he's and he's freaking he's not making it. So I mean, dunk, dude, dunk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i get it he just i look like what Beheim said if he gets like a good pass where he could finish and dunk it like from gerard uh or he gets like a putback off a rebound and he can finish that but uh the days of expecting any type of offense of like steady offense from Center. our big men yeah i mean i just don't see it's it not it's right not right gonna now. happen they're not the on the bench no no, right. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get the best of both worlds there. Put it that way. It, it, no. In in this is our biggest contention with recruiting, is that we need that guy. We need like the Anawaku, the Rakim Christmas type guy. You know, someone that right. could be physical in there and free could take it. You know, he's getting pushed around. You need someone with some hands too, some finesse. And you got you have to have all of that. You know, rebounds all the time is great. I mean, if you're getting a bunch of rebounds, it's great. But, um. I don't know, eight. Mm. I mean, it's good. Right. It's okay. But well, I mean, he I guess led the team in rebounds, is, to be fair. He led the team in right, rebounds. Right, but, dude, but we've had a bunch of play. I mean, look at our national championship team. Craig Forth wasn't an offensive beast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I, so at the end of the day, if you don't have to score, but you have to play defense, you have to be able to rebound. And that's what Craig Forth did. That's what Bayou Muzikita did. That's what these people did. They weren't like the best offensive score, they weren't the Eton Thomases. Of the world that we're going to be, you know, or the Onowakus that could score and put up solid double doubles every single time. But they were the guy in the middle that did not allow the offensive rebounds and didn't allow easy shots down there. So, again, we're not asking for Kareem Abdul Jabbar. We're just asking yeah, for no. a guy. It's not much, that is it? Can, that, can, that can stop. Just... A point, can stop a guard from making a layup. <laughs> Well, when you put it like that, uh, look, uh, one more accuse water boy. One with one with this fellow here. Normally, our defense has been our strength uh, the past few years. It's now done a 180 and it's the offense. If we can tighten the screw with the zone and keep hitting shots, we can shock some teams in the ACC. Gary A needs more minutes as well to drive to the basket and draw fouls. Um yeah, absolutely. Well, I want, you know, I want freaking, I, I've said it before, and I, I mean, maybe this is a, a dumb idea. I don't know. Don't say it. I'm going to say it. I'm, gonna oh, I'm not the analysis guy on the show. You are. So but how many I, times I can say I it and get away with it. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, uh, look, here's the thing. 
I think you got a guy shooting 96, 97% from the foul line. He's got to go in there and do something, man. I think I still think I still say Joe Girard needs more confidence just drawing the foul, man. Right. He's got to develop that skill of being able to go in there and be that guy. No. Um, Gary A, what was he from the line? Um, and I didn't know that's what you were going to say. I mean, oh, okay. I Gary agree with a was, that. Was, Gary A was four for eight from the line, which isn't terrible. I mean, it, which is terrible, but isn't terrible considering we're talking about Syracuse. <laughs> right? You get 50, I guess you're happy. I don't know. But you got a guy no. that shoots 96, 97% from the line. He needs to develop that skill to get in the lane and be able to try to get these in ones and just get people in trouble. Just get them in yeah. trouble. He has the finesse. He has the ball movement. That's got to be the game that he develops. He's already got right. the outside shot. Right? So, yeah. anyway. Well, again, I mean, when it comes to that, when you, when you want to be elite, uh, it's it, it comes to the mental. It doesn't come to the physical. Uh, there's people that have been bigger, faster, stronger that never make it to the top level because of their mind, and that's that's one thing that again he he can take advantage of. And when you're playing, you can see tendencies and you can see things that people do to where you can take advantage of that. And if he can do that and get fouls called and get people in trouble, like you said, or go to the line one way or another. Um, then that's just going to open his game up because you think about it. Think about like when he plays Pittsburgh. I mean, look at the two years ago, right? Pittsburgh had what two freshman guards and now they're about to be juniors. And those guys play tough defense in your face. They're going to be up in and they're going to look at this little six foot one white boy freshman. Like we're about to rough him up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Intimidate him. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Well, you got, yeah, you got to you got to stand up and be like, look, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna push me around, right? Or if you find a tendency, you watch some tape, see some things. Yeah, you just you just do things to get him in foul trouble, right? And then what? And, well, I'm telling you, Gerard's that player. It's just that he's young. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. It, oh yeah, exactly. Young. It's gonna take experience. He's exactly that player. Yeah. If you play point guard and you play, you do what he's done for so long. All the points you score, mm-hmm. you know that there's there's a mental aspect to that. Um, when you play quarterback and you go and you win state championships, like yeah, there's a mental aspect to that. So at some point he's gonna see it. Uh, you see some of the passes that he makes. That's that's vision, both basketball and football combined. That's just his overall. Just you can tell, guys, high Q sports. Uh, sorry, high IQ sports guy. You know, yeah, and absolutely. When he gets it, then it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, and won two state champ- championships in the dome as a quarterback by the way. Right. So, right. Anyway, all right, that is it for the North Florida Ospreys. Valiant effort. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't want to see him in the tournament. I wouldn't either. It was a little too close for comfort, but uh, and they're the same conference that uh, Florida Gulf Coast came yes. from. Yes. Well, Florida, Florida Gulf. Gulf and, yes, yep. absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast a different animal though. Well, they were then. There was a different kind of thing going on, but so uh, yeah, uh, I like again. I, I can see. I, I'm I'm going to follow them because of this game, because of this whole three point thing. Like I'm going to follow them and see how they do as far as this this season goes. So absolutely, as well with everybody. All right, yep. all right. Syracuse will play its last non conference game of the season against Niagara Saturday, December 28th at the Dome. Niagara sits at two and eight. And they're coached by former Duke guard 
and SU quarterback Greg Paulus. The game time will be at 7 o'clock on ACC Network Extra, the all-time series. Listen to this. The all-time series between these two teams sits at 52-28. and 28. They've, Can you believe they play that many times? It's insane. In favor of the Orange, <laughs> they've won at least, uh, the, they've won the last eight meetings dating back from 1976 to 2000. Um, and um, they're, look, here's the thing. 1976 to 2000. So we're talking about um. Oh gosh. Oh man, I put myself on the spot. Alan Griffin, two thousand. Joe, come on, help me out. Alan Griffin. Um, oh uh, Billy Billy Selick. Oh Dude. come on, Joe, you're so good at this. Two thousand. Two thousand. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, Alan Griffin, Billy Selick. Um, Clef Duaney, maybe. Come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, probably, definitely. Uh, Quet Dwayne because he was a senior when it came to um, uh, the national championship game that we won. So, um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's the other one? There's another big one in there. I thought maybe not. No, oh Preston Shumpert. Yeah, Preston Shumpert. Oh yeah, was a junior. Damone Brown was a senior. Deshaun Williams, Alan Griffin, Jeremy McNeil was a freshman. All right. All right, cool. All right. Well, anyway, uh, uh, they're led in scoring and rebounding by 5'10", 171-pound senior guard James Towns. He's got 15.2 points a game and 3.7 rebounds a game. The other two players averaging double digits a game are Raheem Salom with 12 points a game and Marcus Hammond with 11.2 points a game. Uh, another crazy stat I saw while I was doing a little uh, walkthrough on these guys was that there are eight players averaging at least 18 minutes a game, and there's 10 players averaging at least 11 minutes a game. So, uh, yep. Paul, oh, Coach Paulus over there, he's playing a lot of guys. Oh, yeah. And, just, hey, just want to give out a shout-out. One of the reasons why we did lose some games Calvin Murphy, Niagara back in the day used to be really good. I don't know if you know who Calvin Murphy is, but it from 67 to 70, oh, dude. 67 to 70, he played for Niagara. He averaged 33 points a game. Uh, he was an All-American three times and uh, even brought Niagara to a, a second round uh, NCAA tournament um, game. Um, and one of his best games, ironically, was uh, against Syracuse where he scored 68 points. And it was a game Damn. at Niagara. What? Yeah, sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. And he was a 5'9 guard that was just real, real quick defense, and he could just score all over the place. So, um, he went and played in the NBA and stuff like that. So, back in the early years, Niagara was a more formidable team, and because of probably the um, the location and the distance, is probably why they played as many oh, times he, as, yeah, as they have. So but much. sure, yeah. But yeah, he he was he was a. I the would want to give Pelicans. props to him because he was yep because he was. God. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, going back to this. So <laughs> Greg Paulus, obviously, he kind of fell into this job. I don't know if you know exactly. What I don't happened know the this, story. In, no, well, I don't. In the, in the beginning of the season. OK, so okay. John Beeline, right? Yeah. All the way back to John Beeline. You remember John Beeline? He was the Michigan? coach uh, at Lemoyne. Oh, yeah. No, he, he was, was Lemoyne yeah, yeah, all the way yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, we used yeah, to play him all the yeah, time. Right. Yeah. Then he got the job. Michigan. Uh, his son. Right, he went, actually he got a job at West Virginia. Then he got a job at Michigan. His son played at Lemoyne, then followed him to West Virginia. He played at West Virginia, and his son 
Um, uh, Gerard's Beeline. dad, by the way, Joe Gerard's dad played for Beeline at Lemoyne. But go on. Yep, yep. And his son, Pat Beeline, he actually started the season as the head coach of Niagara. And he hired Greg Paulus to be an assistant coach. And oh. then he left. He ended up leaving the team. So Paulus got named the interim coach. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so this isn't necessarily his team. Uh, this seems like kind of a situation that's just not good, kind of left in shambles. Uh, and when you look at the record and you look at the stats and you look at – Yeah, two and eight. Uh, so, again, I mean, I could sit here and go over names that we don't care about and we don't know about. And we, like Paul we talked about – Paul is a about. local boy from CBA, right? If I remember right. What's that? Paul is a local boy from CBA. Yeah, CBA. Went to, went to Duke for basketball. Basketball. Came back as a grad transfer, right, for football. And played, and played quarterback played at quarterback. Syracuse. Right, right, yes. right, right. Okay. Um, so, well, okay, so so Coach Paulus has been shoved in the, in, a, in a bad situation. The team kind of stinks, but, um, I mean, never looked past anybody, but. No. No, no, what? Like, this is one. If there's one this year we can look past, it's going to be this one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, based upon. Save the best for last. Never, I mean, yeah. Ken, Ken Palm, they're ranked like 314. They're not, they're just not a good team. I don't think they have a guy taller than 6'8 or 6'7 with relevancy that even plays. Other than a six eleven, I think they say six eleven, but he's labeled as a guard, so I don't even know what that really even means. And when you talked about the minutes, it's all over the place. It's so obscure. Like yeah, I don't even like know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. So all I know is that they're not good enough to beat us, and that's really what it is. I do feel bad for the, the you know the position that he got thrown in, considering that Greg Paulus was an assistant at Ohio State just a couple years ago with that Mata. That's crazy. Now. Right. So, but again, um, when it comes to him, he's in a situation in a conference where all they need to do is get better throughout the season because all that matters in their conference is their conference tournament. So, regardless of the ass whooping that they're about to take, <laughs> you better hope learning, so. You better it's, hope it's a, so. It's a learning curve so that that team can get better throughout the season. And hopefully, I mean, like I said, I have no ill will. I mean, we went to ESM, CBA. It wasn't like we were the greatest fans of that school, but right, I mean, I have respect right, for the right. way that he's played athletic, the way that he's, I mean, he's not total a cock, It's a, not a cocky. I mean, he's not a hard person. Oh, to, well, we, we hated him at Duke, and then he comes to play quarterback, and we're like, yeah, and he did yeah, okay. Remember, he did okay. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he held it down until NASA was ready to go. So, yeah. Um, and he, I mean, that was the beginning of what, uh, Marone's years. So he came in, he did what he needed to do. And, um, I mean, I'm grateful for what he did to the school and, and coming back. And obviously he's from our area. So, um, again, I hope nothing but the best for him, but it's not going to be good for him come this <laughs> next game. That's all I'm saying. But for the rest of the year, you can build on that. He's in a, he's in a, a conference where you can get better and it only, the only thing that matters is the tournament. So right, and I wish them right, nothing but right, the best right, right, for the right. rest of the year, and I hope that they go out there and they and they. Joe do something is the burying tournament. the purple penguins. I'm not burying them. I'm just being them. honest. You you put them to rest. You put them to rest. Good luck, he said. See you later. Get that look off your face. 
I'm just like I said. I'm not, I'm not saying that we're gonna blow them out. We're gonna kill them, right? But this is the worst team that we we're gonna play all year, and we've gotten this far without a hiccup. Oh, well, we've had so, we've had a couple of hiccups. No hiccups against teams that are better than us. All right. I mean, well, right now, at the, at the time when we played those teams, those teams are better than us. We haven't lost to a team that that's not that's that's worse than us. Like we talked about. Them. Right. Well, I, you know, here's the thing. Um, it'd be good for these guys to some like like the Goodines, like the Robert Braswells, like Garrier. G- the Garrier, Garrier. It's Garrier, Joe. I, I keep I keep going through this with you. I keep depends saying, on if you're saying it the French name or the or the English name. No, I think the English way is Garrier. Okay, oh, no, well, I'm uh, saying uh, it the uh, French way then. It doesn't matter. Uh, We're both right. Proceed. Someone please correct Joe on the correct no, pronunciation. No, no, there's two different pronunciations. Garrier. There's two two yeah, different pronunciations. Of, yeah, the French one's really weird. It's like you I and I, care. you and I can't can't say it. The English yes, one I can. is Garrier. I took four years of French. You did? Yes. Shut the door. I did not. <laughs> is it shut? What, the the, what was the what was the thing at? Uh, we are so off topic. What? What was it? What was the thing? The Regents. I passed the reason I had it. I scored a 93 in French regions. Did you really? Yes. My wife uh, took French, went to France, actually. Well, I've never been there. Student. And honestly, I, I wish that I took Spanish because I've never met a French person. I've never used it, and I forgot everything. But I know plenty of Spanish people. I wish I would have taken that. I, I wish I would have done that language. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Spanish? It's, yeah, it's more useful these days, apparently. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely not running into a bunch of French people at work. Parlez-vous français, oui, oui. <laughs> Pizza. Uh, Get so, <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Look, we we got to go. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Look, sorry. So we're gonna do the scouting report. There it is. Um, unfortunately, I just came up with an idea that we're, Joe and I are gonna put together a scouting report for game day. So we got an easy one coming up. So look for it, game day, uh, to be on the socials. Oh, they're easy, huh? This one's easy. It says who? It says me. Oh, okay. Uh, This one's going to be easy. It's going to be fun. (laughs) We'll have some fun with it. But we're going to do. We're going to do these. Everybody's got their. Everybody's got their pregame thing. Um, you know, game day thing, I should say, not pregame thing, but everybody's got their game day thing. Ours is going to be the scouting report on uh, the the opposing uh, players. So, anyway, Joe, that's it. I, I, I'm done. You done? Yeah, you I got, got nothing left. He's got nothing left. Unless Imagine you want to talk more about languages. No, I'm I'm good, man. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. I speak right. English, and I know very, very, very little bit Italian, very little bit Spanish, and, and I mix them both up all the time. So, anyway. That's all I got. Uh, look, thanks to my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag. Enter the promo code chair. Match you dollar per dollar. Thank you to Blue Chew. Um, go there. Enter the promo code chair. Bluechew.com. Try for free. Just pay $5 shipping. After that, after that it's free. So, uh, for Joe. Oh, thanks to all of you for participating in fan feedback. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. We love you. Uh, take care. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 